Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Brett and Tiff's Flea Circus. I'm Cliff. Hello, I'm Brett. Oh, nice to see you, Brett. Oh, before we came on, you were yeah. in a silhouette. Like, I was. Like you are. A witness to a crime and yes. I didn't want it to be identified. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Unfortunately, your voice wasn't distorted as well. I don't I think they need to do both of those things. The, but if, if you can see the face, there's definitely no point in distorting the voice. <laughs> Remember, we did do a podcast once where I accidentally changed my voice, didn't I? And I couldn't uh-huh. get it off. Yeah. That was at the start, wasn't it? Uh, that was... But yeah, I, I didn't do that. I, I always like when you can blatantly see their faces. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whether they shouldn't even bother. Yeah. But they've obviously got, look, just... I'll do it. I'll do it as long as, you know, uh-huh. I've not identified like, at all. Just and they go, the oh, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, we will. And you can, if you knew that person, you knew exactly who they were. It's not dark in this room. Don't I'll just pull the curtain over a bit. It's all right. The sun's, <laughs> the sun's going down. It'll be all right. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine. Are you so, on yeah. the sauce tonight, Brett? Uh, um, yeah, well, I've got me cider in that. I've got me cider. So, what, yeah, what kind is it today? High, high downs or something? <laughs> it, it's a, the Summersby. Simply oh, Summersby. App, uh, a real brand. This week is it a real brand? I don't know. I think so. I think so. It's a it's a nice one. What are you I've, drinking? I've got the San Miguel, the Filipino right. San Miguel, but not the light mm-hmm. version. I got a creative each. Want to see mm. see what the difference is? What's the difference? Well, light is nicer. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Has it got less calories in the light? I think one? it's. Is that it's why a, it's called light? I think it's got less less? calories in, but I'm not sure. It's still like 5%, but I think it must be less calories. Uh Just light in colour. Oh, it's just a lie. (laughs) What have you been up to in the last uh, 10 days? Well, I've been watching quite a bit of stuff. One of the things things that I've been watching was on your recommendation. Okay, It wasn't sent apart in monthly. Not this week. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was that true detective thing, uh-huh. right? First episode, wow, fantastic. This is going to be brilliant. This, yeah. it's, it's like the thing. There's loads mm-hmm. of thing references in it. Mm-hmm. The thing DVDs in the background. Uh-huh. People's names are from the, the thing. Yeah, the Beatles are in there. All kinds of stuff. 
But boy, does it take a nosedive after yes, that first does, episode. Jesus Christ. Have you watched it all? I was, yeah, unfortunately, I have. I didn't yeah, want to watch the last episode, but the wife made us watch it. I think and it after was the infuriating. One, after the fifth one, I was like, yeah, I don't really know what's happened over the last few episodes of this, and but now I need to watch the end. Yeah, but no, nothing was explained. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Well, you know what just, I don't like, like about all this these... show? What? That oh, it's about the supernatural, but it's not about the supernatural. No, it's not. <laughs> but they didn't even bother explaining any of the supernatural stuff away. Like there was a, a, a huge skeleton in the ceiling. A huge dinosaur that skeleton that the, <laughs> that the pattern comes from. Yeah. The people were seeing dead people. Nah, we'll not bother explaining that. If anybody's listening, if anybody's listening and wants to watch it, don't anyway. But this this is basically what happens. The a group of women tell these fellas to just go run out in the freezing cold and they die. <laughs> and the two couples go, fair enough. <laughs> we would tell. <laughs> but yeah, women, we'll let you off. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. I was furious. With when it. that when that woman started explaining that the cleaner woman or whoever she was, mm-hmm. who had been in it, they kept doing these little flashbacks as if, oh shit, I can't believe I missed that. And I was like, no, in the first episode for ten seconds she was in it, and she never was in it for ten it. seconds. <laughs> uh, there was one bit of a giveaway, like because when they were to- talking in one scene, one of the uh, cleaners walked away with like. Uh, it was really bad i'll tell you what i'll never watch that program um, well it's just been renewed for a fifth series by the same director insane because um that's the most watched series ever but the first episode i I thought it was going to be amazing (laughs) the first episode is excellent it was really really good and then i mean i think it was the third one no, absolutely nothing happened in the whole yeah. hour. Yeah, nothing. That that policeman who uh, had the Russian bride—that was obviously a scam. Yeah, that wasn't uh, po- po- totally again, was it? Totally pointless. <laughs> totally pointless. <laughs> <laughs> I did. What was all that? Then about? he played a guitar and sang a, sang a Mark Lanigan song. <laughs> yeah, and then he then his son shot him. Mm-hmm. And wasn't the coppers, the coppers just covered it over. <laughs> yeah, well, just chuck him in nice. The sun wasn't Tell you what you should do. <laughs> Chuck him in the ice. And the, the Eskimo last was because Jodie Foster was like, Oh, you'd probably be a bit gutted about that, will you? And the Eskimo last was like, Don't be stupid, man. Just clean it up. <laughs> We've got to go down. <laughs> We've got to go and have a look in a cave. <laughs> it doesn't matter that your dad. He wasn't bothered. You just shot him in the face. No, he wasn't bothered at all. It was <laughs> honestly one of the worst things I think I've ever watched. I know it went. Just madness, didn't it? But I thought it's Judy Foster crap. was good in it. I thought Chris mm-hmm. Fagelson was good in it. Um, I didn't but... need to see his ass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> funny him talking American accent as well. I couldn't get my head around it. So it wasn't yeah. like computing. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, I watched the end of that as well because I was off a couple of days at the beginning of the week because I was away in Saudi last week. So I had a couple of days off. I mm-hmm. watched... Uh, the Iron Claw, the wrestling film. Oh, I'll, I'll watch that as well. That's Did one you? of mine that I'll watch. Yes. What, well, it's very good. Serendipitous, isn't it? Yeah, it's I thought it was good. Is. Yeah. It's really good. Not the whole well, story about it. If there's anybody that's going to be playing He-Man 
in the future, it's got to be that Zach Efron. Zach Efron, who's exactly like he's a new man. (laughs) He is. I don't really like Zach Efron, but I think he's quite good enough for him. But his body is an is the weirdest shape. It is, you know, like with He Man and Skeletal, where they've got Mm -hmm. the suits on. That's what he looks like. (laughs) Like he's got a suit on. But his face has changed, and his neck hasn't it? And there were. Apparently, he had some kind of procedure, and right. it just ended up making his jaw massive. <laughs> <laughs> Did he not request it? I think it was Did the opposite of what was meant to happen. He had some kind of thing that needed some surgery, and it ended up with his. So he wanted a, a smaller jaw, and he's come out with a. He had a small a jaw, but jaw. I think uh, I don't know. Anyway, something about I've, I've that. I've come here and I asked you for a smaller jaw. We uh-huh. all we thought you, you meant a massive jaw. <laughs> yeah, because your jaw was already quite small. So <laughs> we, we thought you said that, but we just assumed we you said you the wrong must, thing. Yeah, that you must have got it wrong. <laughs> um, so I think what was funny about that was um, the one who played the guitar, who then. Was killed himself. Yeah, I mean, they uh, all die. That's not a surprise. Hey, there's lots of spoilers in this episode. If anybody <laughs> yeah. has seen well, this, everybody shit. knows that they all die, right? Uh, I, I don't know. Eh? So he ended up in the in the ring, um, almost forced. In real life, he was he was still big and muscly. Like in this, to make him look like he's like a country oh, singer. Was he? he was a guitar. He did play the guitar and stuff, but he was still a big, like muscly lad in real life. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. The guy that from the bear, the chef, who plays the Texas Tornado. Um, oh, is that the one that looks like Gene Wilder with muscles? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but he 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 obviously got muscles for it, but not the body shape for it. I would say he looked quite odd, didn't he? Like he not he did like look the quite effort. odd. Um, is, is there someone and... behind you, Cliff? I won't say that, man. Fucking hell! I this look, I thought there was. Yeah. I thought I saw something in there. Washing of that. Jane's in there. I've got the door open, so you can probably see a bit more of Jane's pottering around. Um, All right, okay. But there was also, like, another brother that just isn't in the film. Another one. Oh, what's that? Another Another one one who died. And uh, the director was just like... Did you just just think that's too much? I thought there was already enough people dying. (laughs) (laughs) But surely another one would... uh... You know, that's odd that they didn't add him in. Was he a wrestler like, as well, was, was he? There was one more who was also a wrestler, mm-hmm. and they basically amalgamated two of the stories to make, like, two storylines. I hear it when they do that. But it's a real thing, so I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Like, I know, that's taking liberties, that. I don't, I don't it's like good, that. Though, it? Like, it is good. It's, uh, it's it was not, good. It's not that much about wrestling. It's all about this family tragedy and... yeah. It's the about pressure the curse of, of this family. Yeah, it's and, like and, uh, parental pressure. And father, yes. And, and mum as well. I thought the mum. I, I, I well, really she was, liked her that place she was, mom. Yeah, she was good, but she was just, she kind of let everything go. I think she was a little bit frightened of the, the dad as well, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, she yeah, but then she was a bit unsympathetic, I think, to a lot of the stuff. Yeah, definitely. She, she definitely was. Well, yeah, I enjoyed that. I, I thought that was really good. Um I'm sure I watched mm-hmm. something else, but I, I feel like... Oh, I did. Was... I watched Killers of the Flower Moon. I started watching that, and it like it was quiet. I couldn't hear what they were saying, and that sort of just turned it off. Oh, you know you've got a volume button. You can turn things I up I know, yourself. but my ears were low, so I couldn't work it out. <laughs> <laughs> it, I enjoyed it, me. I thought it was good. 
Uh, Robert De Niro is amazing in it. It's long. Absolutely it? class. It's long. It is. It, it was long. It was long. But I don't mind that. I don't mind no, that. No, I know. I was watching it at home. I think that's the point, right? You can be long. Yeah. Well, I went uh, to the pictures with Pearl. I took her to see um, Dogs at the Opera. Dogs at the Opera? <laughs> yeah. Worse. I've never heard, Surprisingly, I've never heard that film no, before. No, it's awful. It's. I thought it was a sequel to Cats at the Museum that we went to see a year ago. Um, and I'm, I'm not <laughs> right. I'm not even joking, man. Uh, it wasn't a sequel. It was fr- it was from the same production house or whatever. Not a uh-huh. sequel, just separate, unless it's like an anthology series, <laughs> like from the same universe. Cats <laughs> and bomber jackets. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. Pearl asked to leave. It was that bad. Did you? Well, yeah. yeah so it's a kids' film. It's about these dogs. One who's was a, a dog in a circus that now lives on the streets, and has to like survive on his wits and that. Uh, but right. he, he takes pity on the other dogs because he's a bit smarter and he can get away with stuff. Uh, and it starts with them trying to steal some sausages from a butcher shop, and mm-hmm. the butcher going, "I'll turn you into sausages," and trying to kill them. Then they escape that, but the city sets uh, dog catchers on them. And then the dog catcher is going, if I catch you, I'll f- kill the lot of you. Uh, so not that suitable for small children. My old peril. My old uh, peril it was again, quite is it? a harsh peril. And then I kept nodding off because I was so tired. I've been absolutely knackered. And I kept nodding off. And Pearl was just kind of cuddling into us because she was a bit scared of that. So we uh-huh. were both just like that. Like, and it's a kid's cinema, so like big beanbag sofa thing. So we were both just kind of lying. And as she was cuddling in, I was like nodding off a bit. And I woke up and uh, they were conducting a seance to try and raise the spirit of Queen Elizabeth I. Oh. <laughs> very odd. And then Pearl went, strange, I don't it? really like this, Daddy. Can we go? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> we'll sure we'll certainly go. <laughs> you only go for the hot dogs, you Cliff, anyway. Um, yeah. I had popcorn, actually. I had popcorn. Do you not have a hot dog? Hey, I, I do have a weakness for cinema hot dogs, I must admit. Yeah. Well, when I was yeah, uh, I when I worked at the cinema, obviously they had this rule when you worked there that if any anything was open, obviously you couldn't sell them. Any of the bags of sweets and that. So yeah. obviously we just used to open the sweets and be like, oh, that one's open. <laughs> and oh, the other rule one. was, obviously, if anything falls on the floor, you can't sell them. So yeah. I just used to eat loads of hot dogs off the floor. <laughs> 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 oh look there's another one on the floor oh. slap it down <laughs> no bun just the, just the sausage <laughs> oh if anybody did drop a hot dog with just show Cliff Cliff <laughs> one for you <laughs> we got another one for you <laughs> so yeah I think you're having me on <laughs> how many hot dogs do you think what's the most hot dogs cinema hot dogs now you've eaten one sitting, do you think, Cliff? Oh, no more than what I mean, sitting, just one. Yeah, like I mean, then like one evening, let's say. Oh, just at work. One. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would just have one. I can't have more than that. You can't have more than one. I don't need oh, more I'm than disappointed. one. I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like seven hot dogs. Oh no, man! Don't be daft. Oh no, man! <laughs> <laughs> Very disappointed, yeah. I really am. Uh, I saw the other thing I watched obviously was Cape Fear, which is what mm. we're going to talk about. Um, yes, 
1962 version. We were ah. going to watch the Scorsese, but I couldn't find it. I've got it on DVD somewhere, but I couldn't find it. That's weird that you couldn't find it. Like. So uh, I what, and I'd never seen the 62 one before. So I thought I'll watch that first, then I'll watch the Scorsese one, which was what 92, 94, something like that. Yeah, I think around that time, anyway, it's definitely the early 90s, wasn't Which it? Which is one of our favourite ever films. Um, it is. But I tell you what, I made us think watching this one, because one of our favourite films, because we like quoting Max Cady, Robert De Niro's Max Cady, who's uh-huh. got loads of hilarious lines and the way he delivers them so over the top. and uh, Yeah. But it's not very nice, is it? Like, I don't think we should be laughing at the subject. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> oh, well, so what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is about this story is, you know, the the star of it is Max Cady, though, isn't it? Yes. Despite uh-huh. the subject matter and how yeah. awful and terrible he is. Mm-hmm. He is he's the, the, the pulling power, isn't he? You don't yeah. want to, I mean, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't really want to watch just Gregory Peck's character all the way through, would you? No, he's in a, in a courtroom fuck. drama. <laughs> you fuck. know what I mean? But it, it, Robert Mitchum's just unbelievable every time he's on the screen, much like De Niro is as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, theme. great. Like in the way they talk, obviously De Niro's took some bits and pieces of it and some of the words. Yeah, it definitely and has, and... I mean. There's, there's a lot a lot of uh, the things that you were saying and obviously the, the accent he's using as well. Yeah. I mean, I think De Niro like ramps it up. He does. He? he hams it up even more for sure. And yeah. he's more... Um, I think I think Robert Mitchum's is more sinister because he's not so overtly like out to get them and shouting at them all the time. He's a bit more subtle, yeah. I think. Um but also I not subtle in what he's trying to achieve, which I think is what's yeah. really, really good about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to compare the two, isn't it? Because obviously this is 1962, and I think the reason that Scorsese remade it is because a lot of it was cut, like a lot, a lot of the the violence mm-hmm. in it was cut out of this one. And and uh, there's obviously, you know, Max Cady's a rapist, but they, don't, they never say that word, do they? No, the they never really... Because they, they never... can't. It's always Max Cady's attacked a woman. That's what they say. It's quite like obvious. Or maybe it wouldn't have been that obvious then, or maybe I don't know. But it's, I mean, it's it's horrible. His intentions with the young girl and uh, and the the that lovely lady in the car. <laughs> um, <laughs> that uh, lovely lady. Uh, I mean, she is wonderful. Um, Wasn't she a model or something? A Playboy or play girl, Playboy body or something been. like that? She's not. Um, she's not. Anyway, do you answer? She could have been if she wasn't. Uh, oh. Have you got a synopsis of it, Brett? Before uh, we it's go like down a, to all the rabbit holes. It, it's a terrible synopsis. It's it's a sentence. I didn't really have a lot of time because I got in late the day. But here we go. Anyway, a lawyer's family is stalked by a man he once helped put in jail, and that's it. Oh, bloody hell, Brett. You've done better than Oh, bl- oh bloody hell. <laughs> I could have done better than that, but I didn't have time. But there you go. I mean, that's it anyway. It, in a nutshell, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I mean, Yeah, it is. So it, it starts with um, Max Cady, doesn't it? Like, it's all about Max Cady. It does. It starts with Max. I mean, it, it looks fantastic, this film, doesn't it? It looks amazing. It looks Yes, yeah, so have you seen who it's directed by? Yes, it's directed by J. Lee Thompson. And do you know his other English work? fella. 
He did Guns of Navarone, I think, didn't mm-hmm. he? And Ice Cold and Alex, which I've never seen, but I always love the name of it uh, in the 50s. I haven't seen that one. Um, oh. And then he did I've this. Uh, and But have you seen what he did after? He had a, a very he close relationship. Did he do Planet of the Apes one? He did two Planet of the Apes, the fourth and the fifth, I think. Right. Uh, and he had he had a very close relationship with Charles Bronson, the actor. If you yeah. have a look at his, uh, his body of work. He's done about uh-huh. 50 films with him. <laughs> All death. I think he did Death Wish 4 and then loads of other like stuff like that. So he took over the Michael Winner mm-hmm. uh, mantle, did he? Uh-huh. Funnily enough, Robert Mitchum hates uh, Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading that about him today. Do you? Okay, I don't know that. Yeah. He, he just hated him for some reason. There you go. But okay. uh, but yeah, the, the film, it's black and white. It's, it looks absolutely fantastic. Yes. And it opens with Max Cady going into the, the courtroom where Sam Borden, who, who's played by Gregory Peck's working. And he's just mm-hmm. kind of sitting watching him, isn't he? Yeah. With his hat. Yes. He's never got that hat off. No, he's got a great hat. And in the, in the Scorsese one, it's a different hat, isn't it? He wears like a, a, yeah. boat, a boatman's hat, Robert De Niro wears. This is like a... Like a straw, uh, like summer yeah, hat kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I Which mean, it's great because he's, he's, I also love his shirts and he's dressed well, that's in his shirts, he Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one of the shirts that I like is where he's, he's at the docks and he's got like the, the sailor shirt on. Yes. The you know sailor what I mean? shirt's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh huh. So that's good. And it, but the remake, De Niro's got kind of Hawaiian shirts and stuff, hasn't he? Yeah. He just again he like ramps that up a little bit as well, doesn't he? Like yeah. kind of floral loud. He's not hiding, I think, is the main thing, isn't he? He's like, especially uh-huh. in that version, he's quite happy to be seen. Uh yeah. and be he very wants obvious. To, he wants them to know that he's there, doesn't yeah. he? Because that's and the whole point. Yeah. He's trying to intimidate him, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But the, straight after that particular scene, um Gregory Peck goes to his car. And this is like exactly the same in both films where yes. he's, uh, Gregory Peck's sitting in his car and uh, sort of Mitchum comes and grabs the keys out of his car. Yes. Turns his it's car Nick Nolte in the 92 version. It is. It is. But they almost shot for shot. That's, they are. And it's that's... also the, he uses the same score. So as soon as it started, well, look, the score's even, though amazing. even though I hadn't uh, seen this version before, the score comes on. It's that really over the top loud it's like, unbelievable the music it's brilliant brilliant well it who's it by again um it's bernard, bernard herman, herman who, who yeah. did psycho and stuff like that so yeah yeah so psycho like That's a year drama. earlier or two years earlier um mm-hmm. and and score says he actually he, he doesn't just replicate he uses the exact same score uh so i'd uh-huh. heard this before and it's this and in the 92 version or whatever it is it's so over the top because you're not used to this melodramatic uh, kind of score, are you like you used to get in the 50s mm-hmm. and 60s now? Yeah, uh, and it really stands out. But as soon as I saw this and it came out, oh wow, okay, it's just uh, I get it, it's I, I get it, yeah, it's amazing. And then that first couple of shots is like you say, pretty much shot by shot remake, the one that we know better. Uh, and it's interesting having watched and being so familiar with the later one. I'm not a massive Nick Nolte fan, so I think Gregory Peck plays the kind of straight lace character who's losing it, gradually like losing his grip on whether he can remain calm. I think it's 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's better with Pep, quite, I think. Yeah, because he does kind of he lashes out, doesn't he himself? Gregory yeah. Peck, which I, I don't really think Nick Nolte does. He's no. Nick Nolte's a kind of pathetic character in the in the remake, isn't he? Yeah. That's what, that's the kind of thing I'll get from him. He's, he's having a phase, buying his wife's back and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But there's none of that in this this particular version. No, he's like a proper upstanding fella, isn't yeah. he? And he's held, he's a pillar of society or whatever. And I think this, in the police yeah. are like doing what he says and he's because they respect him so much. And I, I think you're right. You know, do. We don't get that in the later one. Another thing we no. should say is the same actors are in both films, which is yes. amazing from Scorsese, I think. Yeah, well, he's good at doing stuff like that, isn't he? But they're playing, obviously, they're playing different characters in the in the remake. I think the, the the main difference as well from the start is that in in the nineteen sixty two version, it's sort of Gregory Peck has witnessed uh, Max Cady committing yes. a, a crime, whereas that's not the case in the remake. In the yeah. remake, he actually buries the evidence. Him, right? Yeah, he prosecutes oh, yes. him, but buries yeah. evidence because he could get him off. And yeah. Robert De Niro, who plays Max Cady in the remake, yeah. has realised that in prison, yeah. Yeah. and that's why he's out to get him type thing. Yeah. This one's just like straightforward, right? You know, so he gets him, to prison. He maybe. sends him sends him to prison, even though by the letter of the law, he probably could have been not proven. Uh, well, if he had beyond a reasonable doubt, if he had a, yeah, some, if he had done his job properly, yeah, he should he should in the remake. He yeah. shouldn't have been sent to prison because yes. he buried the she was promiscuous or something like that. And yeah. he didn't put that in the evidence. If yeah. he had it done, Matt Scary wouldn't have, have been sent away or whatever. Yeah. There's not that kind of you know ambiguity in there. Well, there's in, a little bit of ambiguity one. because basically in this one, he says he sees Mass Cady with a young girl who's screaming and shouting to get away. And uh-huh. Katie says, You never actually I, nobody saw me do anything to that that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes down regardless because it's just he's found guilty of doing something. But I think it's still a little bit like it because Gregory Peck does say he didn't see that happen. He just knew he was a bad guy and he had to get locked up. So a little bit, I think, a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit more on the nose in the remake, isn't yes, it? Yes, definitely. It, it's, definitely. Also, it's also based on a book, which I have listened to on my travels, okay. called The Executioners. Um, and obviously that's a lot same. more violent. Yeah, it's very it's very similar apart from the fact that, that Max Cady is, is a soldier at the start. Okay. And they wanted all that cut out because they didn't want people thinking that soldiers were rapists. Okay. That's why it's yeah. not in this one. And obviously it's not in the remake either. But yeah, I mean it was a while ago that I listened to it, but but yeah, pretty pretty much standard. So is, look is, if, this if uh, the score, the black and white, the shots. The fact that you don't really like the way the camera works, the way it's edited, the way you don't really see the violence happen, uh, or like the Psycho, bad stuff. Isn't it? Very much like a Hitchcock film, like Psycho. Mm-hmm. And there there's is. a reason for that. There is. There is a reason. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to spoil me quiz at the end, so I don't know if I want to tell you that. But the um the director was a massive fan of Hitchcock anyway. That's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. But there's also another one. I'm not too sure how true this is, but we'll find out in the quiz, Cliff. Okay. Anyway, so there you go. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he said but, he wanted, he liked the way that Hitchcock shot that, those films where... Yeah, he's a massive fan. 
Uh, He's a massive so fan of pitch. I mean, and that's also one of the reasons it's in black and white because it could have easily been in colour. But he said, but I think he said, odd, he isn't it refreshing to watch a film in black and white? Especially you know what? something like this. You know what? I forget just how much I like watching old films and especially black yeah. and white ones. And, uh-huh. and I, I thought this when we watched that that bank heist film, the Hammer one. Yeah. And I was like, I just, en- I just enjoyed it so much. And I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I loved it. I loved how it was shot and how it felt. And I don't watch it, it enough. And I, I, I used to love watching this kind of stuff. And I, I just don't do it enough anymore. I'm always watching it. almost fucking true makes it look shit. more professional, doesn't it? If it's that, it's odd to say that. I doubt when we're like 12, 13 or whatever that would say that. Mm, but I didn't know. I think part of it is. It's less naturalistic. I think there's a more of a realism as you got into the 70s. Yeah. More of a use of realism and more naturalistic in the way things were shot and the way actors performed. And certainly now with the difference between film and digital and all of that kind of stuff, things look totally different and the way people act totally different. So I think one of the things when you say it feels professional, I think when you watch films from that era that look like this, you know there's a film, you know there's a movie being made, and every uh-huh. shot and set and the way lines are delivered and the performance is part of a of a construction that you're meant to see and be impressed by. And I think that, for mm-hmm. me, that's the difference, I think. And it all, I don't know if it's just, just me that thinks this, but it also it brings you into the film a lot more, for me, than a, than a colour one. I mean, I love me colour hammers and stuff like that, but the black and white ones, I don't know, there's just something about it. It draws yeah, I you think in, so. I think. I think so, yeah. I think so. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 so I'd never seen it before. I thought it was great. The story, pretty much the same as the one I know and love. I think Robert Mitchum is just absolutely wonderful as, as this character. Uh, he's, he's, he's he looks like he could so... just, he could lose it at any moment. But the, the thing is, but the thing is, he's the the way Max Cady is is he's tr- he's calm about it all, right? Like he's uh-huh. trying to just rile this guy so much that he loses it and he loses his mind, and he's doing horrible things to his pets, his family, his work life to try and just keep turning the screw and make him like yeah, angry and angrier, but... and he's losing stuff and. But he's just so menacing, Robert Mitchum. I mean, there's a there's a scene where um, he's arrested and they make him strip. Yeah, and he's he's puffing out his chest and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and he's he's like, oh, it's just so class. And obviously, and the, I, what, I, 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 sorry, the, the other thing I was going to mention because I, I I was a massive fan of the the remake. Like, yeah, I'd, well, I'd watch man. it all the time, same as you. And I remember saying to me dad. Well, what's the original like? Because he told us that you know it's a remake. It's based on another film, and uh, he went, "Oh yeah, it's a, it's a really good film. That one." Robert Mitchum just wanders around an island with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, "I might watch that then," <laughs> and he doesn't really. There's only like one scene at the end where he's got a big stick. Yeah, <laughs> but that's 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 how my dad explained the film to us. I think the thing is like he he's being painted as a monster and you know the things that he's doing are 
monsters. He's definitely a monster, isn't like, he? Yeah. I mean, the, but, but your, your lovely lady who's is... got in the car, that bit where he's, he's got her in the hotel room. Well, that's the only bit horrific. where you see that until the very end. Yeah. Because I, I think that's what's great about it is how he presents himself is, I'm a helpful guy. I'll help. I, I'll cooperate. All of that kind of shit. And he's like, and he takes, he makes a complaint against uh, Gregory Peck for harassment and all of this kind of stuff. It's because he's been that... learning law, isn't it? When he's been in prison and he's he knows the law now, whereas he didn't before. And he, yeah, he, it's it's like Gregory Peck. His 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 whole life is the law, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But now he's got this guy who's just come out of prison who knows as much as, as him about the law, and he can't get him that he's way. Eight, that, yes. That's why the tables turn, and Gregory Peck's got to start doing nefarious things like getting. You know, people have beat him up on that. There's two amazing bits. I love the beating up bit with the the blades. Uh, I love. <laughs> I, like, I like the chain, the big chain. Yeah, the big chain because it's that's uh-huh. proper like uh, the wild one kind of stuff, right? The way that dress and all of that. It's, it's great. Yeah, it feels a bit out of time for 1962. But anyway, two heavies at the beach. Yeah, that's what they are heavies under the pier. <laughs> But if you look at the, at the credits, it's like Blade One, whoever, Blade Two, whoever. Um, uh-huh. Two bits of love. Mm-hmm. One, I love, well, not necessarily a bit, but I love Max Cady's lawyer. He's absolutely classic. Because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's obviously doing his best to get a bad man off uh, or, or, yes. the, or, you know, prove his innocence or whatever. Uh, and he's just one of those unscrupulous types. And I love the bits where the two lawyers are talking to each other because it's one of those things where they have to have a normal, courteous conversation in the courtroom or whatever it might be because they both do the same job. And I just mm-hmm. love that uh, relationship between Gregory Peck and him. And my other favorite bit is the bit in the bar where he tries to pay him off. That scene is probably one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in cinema, I think. I absolutely yeah. love it, and he's and one of the main bits is he calls the barman Buster. But <laughs> 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 uh, that bit where he says, well, "Come on, give me a number. How much is it?" And he's yeah. like, "Well, he's what are you talking about? It's a similar. It it's similar in the remake, isn't it? Yeah. And he's talking about what? What will you know? A year of me life equate to in in, yeah. in monetary like value? Years, what what value do you put on eight years?" And he's yeah. like, okay, ten thousand dollars now, ten thousand then, ten thousand mm-hmm. and once you've disappeared or whatever. And he's like, that works out to less than three thousand dollars a year, counselor. Um, I don't think you've heard of the minimum counselor. wage. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't think you've heard yeah. of the minimum wage. I'm like, wow, that's fucking class. He's just work. It's not a, not a hard calculation, but he's like. Yeah, not even worth the time if I had a job and I've lost all my life. Uh, so, like you uh-huh. say, Katie's a bad guy, but actually, he feels like he was wrongly put away, and he's right to get this revenge on him. And because he's the main character in the film, you're kind of there with him, even though he's a horrible guy. You kind of are until the end, until until he starts like going fucking crazy and slapping people about, and yeah. I think it's pretty similar on the remake as well because it's the same thing with De Niro, isn't it? He, yeah. he shouldn't have, even though he did these things, you know, 
um, Sam Borden's the lawyer, and he should have done his job, shouldn't he? Yeah, Ultimately, and he's the one who's his morals naughty. shouldn't really have come into it. Exactly, and he sent this fella away. What what did he expect him to do? Just come out and just be fine about it? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Obviously right. Let's not. take a break. You can't mess with Max Gaty. You can't mess with Max Gaty. Like <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, see you soon. Okay. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My, my friend Shane sent us an article um, about uh, a man who went to another dimension. And they got a, a, a new Beatles album. Have you heard about this? I don't operate in the conspiracy <laughs> theory world. Yeah, apparently he's he's, uh, he's he's got a new album. It's called Everyday Chemistry. Apparently, it's the thirteenth Beatles album. So, yeah, he went to another dimension where there's apparently this purple ketchup. Cliff. Okay, that's what there is. And uh, and he listened to that. Apparently, you can listen to it in some way. I don't know. I think it's just a mashup of other songs, and the man's full of shit. Obviously, it is because I don't think it's possible to go to other other <laughs> dimensions. Is it? Uh, but there you bring go. it back with him or what? Yeah, yes, yeah, he's brought it back with them and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. uh huh. It was uh, a final some... album, not just a different album. It's it's like there was twelve, wasn't there? So this is the thirteenth. So in another dimension, the they had the exact album. same career until the end, and then brought another until, album. Back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And don't forget about the purple ketchup. That's the thing. <laughs> Apparently, he was uh, he was walking his dog, and then the, the dog rang off or something like that, and he chased after it, and he knocked himself out. And he was he was fined by an 
interdimensional traveller named Jonas. <laughs> it would like help him out in that. And then he discovered like a, a new Beatles album. Wonderful stuff. Isn't it? I mean, in, in, incredible. Um, reminds us a bit of that. It is incredible. The, the alien program that shouted at us because of the KFC. <laughs> no, no, no. Cliff, she shouted at you. <laughs> It was a joint. <laughs> In fact, Brett, I'm not being funny, but you you broke up so much there that all of that stuff you were saying bad about us. I'm not sure what happened there, but it was I was maybe he's gone to another dimension. I think what happened was the cosmos took over, and when he was saying bad stuff about me. Because of that woman with the KFC and the aliens, it, uh, the cosmos decided not to let him see it. She didn't shout at us. She shouted at you, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> because she said that I was a very nice man, but your colleague <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> he wants to have a word with himself. I Why think it was mainly because you called her. I think he called her a fucking crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you noticed that? I don't know if you noticed this, but like we did that when it was just some random thing, and it's on fucking Netflix now. Oh, is it? Hi. <laughs> anyway, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with this film, or do you want to you want to crack on with um, it? Just that, just that. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's amazing. I think Robert Mitchum's class, good. He, I think he is, especially in Night of the Hunter. If anybody hasn't seen mm. that particular film, what a great opening sequence that film, to that film. He's he's just unbelievable. And the quiz is pretty much about Mitchum. A couple of oh, them. I don't know Peck. that much about Mitchum. So, um, yeah. What, well, what do you what, what do you think's better? What do you think is better, Cliff? Do you think this is better, or do you think the remake is better? Ah, um, I think the remake is more enjoyable, more portable, mm-hmm. and vibrant. But I think this is probably a more impactful, longer lasting. I think it's uh, right. a bit more in- insidious. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think is, uh-huh. Robert Mitchum's performance gets under your skin a bit more. And I think Gregory mm-hmm. Peck's character, Borden, I think his reaction to him is a, a little bit more believable or a little bit more uh, dramatic as well. Um, and and I think also, that, yeah. what I would add to that, Cliff, is the it's the daughter. The, the, the thing that I well, prefer I about thought, this one is, is the daughter thing, because the Juliet yeah. Lewis stuff is just, it's not nice, is it? Oh, well, that's the, what I was going to say. That's the, the book other and bit. all that kind of stuff. That's the other bit that we haven't mentioned is he goes after the daughter, which is horrible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And with Juliet Lewis, who, let's face it, is a grown-up <laughs> in, in that Scorsese version, um, although she's playing uh-huh. a teen um mm-hmm. and he's i think we're alone now and he's all of that yeah. apparently she was genuinely scared is it nexus for the sexist or something There's yeah the yeah that he keeps banging on about uh apparently she was genuinely scared of that bit like they filmed it in that dark 
theater and stuff like that. But uh-huh. the, the daughter in this is like genuinely a child, isn't she? <laughs> and that's yeah, awful. And there's that line where he's on the goes, he's watching them get on the boat. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, I wrote it's horrible. Down that. It's horrible. And he's like, she's almost as juicy as your wife. <laughs> Oh, I know that's absolutely horrible, that isn't it? And that, that's where horrible. he snaps and punches him, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he punches him, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm just standing here. Do you see him? I came out of nowhere." Um, but that <laughs> the use of that word "juicy" is awful. Mm-hmm. And but he's pushing his buttons, doesn't he? And he knows he knows he'll snap. Um, but I think that's the yeah. main difference: is that is genuinely what really pains this version of Mask Lady to be more of a monster, I think. Yeah. I think overall I prefer the remake because I'm such a De Niro yeah. fan yeah. and a Scorsese fan. Yeah, well, same. I think. You see like, that quote think... about Mitchum and Gregory Peck? <laughs> I've seen a few, actually. Which one are you referring to? Which one? Well, so, uh, maybe it's in your quiz. Let's do the quiz and let's see. Let's do the quiz. Yes, let's do the quiz. So it's a, it's a mix quiz this one about Mitchum and all that stuff so yeah it's a Miss Bagger Nick at the age of 14 Robert Mitchum was convicted of what and sentenced to a chain gang what really a chain gang no idea but I was going to say theft but why seems that would be extreme it's a good guess it's actually a crime that he's accused of in this particular version of Kefir it's vagrancy Oh, it's vagrancy, yeah. <laughs> okay. One of the first actors to be arrested for what in the 1940s? That's Mitchum. He was one of the first actors to be arrested for what? Communism. <laughs> no, good guess. It was marijuana possession. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yes, That's good. apparently... He smoked dope throughout his life, did he? Like that. Good old Robert Mitchum. Gregory Peck was considering retirement before appearing in which 1976 horror film? Halloween? Now, I know you haven't seen it. No, not Halloween. Oh, and he's not on Halloween, Cliff. If I, if I said Damien to you. Oh, the woman. The woman, yeah. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I can't see you. You're you bringing up here like um, Max Headroom. <laughs> I'm getting a mix up with, <laughs> with what's his name in fucking uh, Halloween. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Well, it's nothing. Anyway, Gregory Pett did some sort of deal or whatever. Almost like Schwarzenegger did or Jack Nicholson or Batman. We got like a cut of the okay. profits. And it was like the most money that he'd ever made on a film. So there you go. According to Collider... Who knows what that is? I haven't got a clue. No idea. What is the best remake of all time? Is it Gus Van Sant's Psycho? <laughs> Wait a little <laughs> next question for that one, Cliff. No, it isn't. <laughs> best remake. Miracle on 34th Street? Afraid not. It's, it's my favourite film. The Thing? It's The Thing, yes. So there you go. Okay, okay. Right, I think you might get this one, next one right there. <laughs> and what 
was the worst remake ever made. Oh, really? Uh, Ghostbusters mm. Psycho with is it Vince Vaughn and Anne Hesch? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, that's think. correct. Yeah, have you have you seen that film? Uh, no, no. I've seen it's. I don't understand. It's shot for shot the same film. What is the point in that? We're different. What is the point? And in colour. It's Gus Van Sant saying, I go on, I can do, I can, I'm exactly the same as Hitchcock. I but he hasn't. Do the same it, stuff. But he's not, is it because he's copying? Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's the stupidest film I've ever seen in my life. I mean, crazy. But yes. So that's the worst one. Last okay. one. This is the question I wasn't sure about, Cliff. Right? But it's on the internet. So oh, must be true. Must be true. Exactly. Which director storyboarded Cape Fear and was originally going to direct it? Well, apparently Alfred Hitchcock, but I'm not sure how uh, true. Exactly. That is <laughs> supposedly the right answer, but I'm not too sure about that one. Mm. Well, there you I, was go. Going to I mean, say certainly a... look, both films look like a Hitchcock film, don't yes. they? The remake yes. and yeah. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Absolutely. What I was going to say is because uh, this film was made. <laughs> this film was made by Gregory Peck's production company, mm-hmm. so he paid it. Apparently, bankrupted him. Um, yeah, yeah, it did. That's what I was going to so say. So it yeah. obviously wasn't a success. <laughs> it him. <laughs> no. um, uh, but apparently, he was furious at uh, Mitchum, and Mitchum saying, "Yeah, acted him off the screen." And he was like, I can't believe it. Like, I paid him out of my own pocket to do this film. And I took the boring role and give him that role. And now he's like bad mouthing us around town saying, like, I'm terrible. And he's he's the man. <laughs> like, <laughs> quite good for him. I mean, Mitchum is a, a, a very complicated character, isn't he? I've watched him. Um, is it Carl, Carlson, the, the interviewer in the 70s, mm-hmm. who interviewed John Lennon and stuff like that? I've watched like interviews with Robert Mitchum. He's talking about like when he's he was sent to the chain gang and all that kind of stuff. And he, he's he's just a strange character, isn't he? I mean, he's an imposing man. He like smoked pot throughout his life, drank throughout his life, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he's 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 just a strange guy, mm-hmm. but an interesting guy nonetheless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I really Big, like him. And he Big. didn't like he didn't so. He didn't like sort of saying that Atten was for him, really, or like he wasn't trying at it or whatever. Yeah. He's one of he's like a cool guy, any who's like <laughs> not really trying. You know what good I mean? Though. He is. But good. I like him. Of course, best role is in Scrooge. We've got music this week. It's from Matt McManaman, and it's called "Told You Before," and in brackets, "I won't tell you again." We've all <laughs> been told that off one mother, haven't we, Cliff? And also we've done this. And it's out the day. Well, it's a good song. illusion. (laughs) It's good. Yeah, so we'll leave you with that and we'll be back next time with something else. Cheers, Brett. See you later.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.